you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious. Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Give the gift of sustainable ambition this holiday. During the season, on my website, I'm offering 20% off both the Sustainable Ambition Workbook and Planner and my little book of curiosity. The workbook and planner is great for those who like to plan and appreciate structure. You can use the planner to help make the integration of life and work more sustainable. It helps you prioritize your life and work ambitions, create your personalized sustaining plan, and track your progress throughout the year. The planner can also be something you use with friends and colleagues to help support each other and provide accountability throughout the year. I offer a guide to help facilitate those conversations. Now, my little book of curiosity is perfect really for anyone wondering what might be next for their life or work, or for those who want to stay on a growth and learning curve and remain engaged and ambitious from decade to decade. It's the perfect small fun gift for any holiday celebration. You can learn more at sustainableambition.com slash books. That's sustainableambition.com slash books. Happy holidays. Hello, everyone. I am recording this just as we've entered December of this year and are rounding this last corner. And I really can't believe it's been another full year of doing the podcast. It was in the works at this time two years ago. And I have to share again, because I probably shared it here before on the podcast, just how happy and thrilled I am to be doing this work. It really is a highlight for me. And it checks so many of the boxes in terms of aligning with how I define success for myself and aligning with my personal vision, values, purpose, and what I really love to do. So I'm honored and so thankful for you listening and being here. And I'm looking forward to keeping this going into 2023. But that is still off for some time. We still have the month of December in front of us. And yet I'm going to be talking about that today in this episode, this idea of reflecting and thinking about as we close out the year and welcome 2023. Now, if you haven't caught on yet, I'm both someone who reflects, but also really, I don't typically use that term. I'm really just a thinker uh, and I'm also a planner. And then you may also know that in my professional life, in addition to being a coach, I'm a strategist. So perhaps it's not surprising that it is a longstanding norm for me to reflect at the end of each year and plan forward for the next. It was actually kind of funny over the Thanksgiving holiday recently here in the States, I asked about traditions that my sister and her husband follow each year with their family. I was curious to hear what they kind of think about that. And then they asked myself and my husband about that as well. And we had to pause and really think if we had, over the course of our 20-year marriage, you know, really established certain norms or traditions. And 
the one that we could think of that sounds a little nerdy, but it's true, is this idea of really looking back together on the past year and looking ahead to the new year and sharing what each of us hopes to manifest. So that's that's really been our tradition each year that we've been doing for some time now. Now, as it relates to sustainable ambition, when I reflect, it's about me pausing to see where I am on my personal journey of growth and learning, checking in on my own definitions of success for my life, what values I wanna prioritize in the coming year, and considering my next ambitions. And I also start to plan my next year to really ensure that I'm planning activities in a way that will be sustainable. And I start to think about the arc of my year, knowing that it will flex and that, you know, anything I pencil in now is likely to change or some may change. But I really do start to think about building in those sustainability moments, like a creative sabbatical or the times when we're going to collectively take breaks together and so on. So... That's not what this topic is about, but just to share a little bit about why I think reflection is helpful and how I link it back to sustainable ambition. But let me not get too far ahead of myself. Let's come back to this year because it's not over yet. And if you all have been listening for some time, you know that I have a thing about rushing this time of year, and I really like to slow down the pace and take it day by day and really appreciate it. And I actually loved how... I was at dinner this week with a group of women that I used to work with, and it was nice to hear as we, one of us asked the rest of the table, well, what are your hopes for the coming year? And one of us said, uh, you know, I haven't even gotten there yet. I have, I'm not ready to kind of think about that totally. And so I appreciated that. I appreciated that she was in the moment and not getting too far ahead of herself. I've kind of been in a similar position where I've spent a little bit of time planning, but I've not fully, you know, landed anything. I kind of delved into it because my head was there one week, but then I've kind of stepped away from it. And I don't know about you, but I've been having a hard time putting my finger on how I've been feeling about this year and have really dipped in and out, as I just said, out of wanting to think about next year. And I kind of feel like these years of the pandemic have reshaped my perspective. It's, I just feel like it's a bit off, which feels odd because in contrast, I felt like during the pandemic, each three to six months, I felt something different. The experience had shifted. And now I can't tell what's here, you know, and I, and I kind of wonder, is this what normal is? Because normal feels right now kind of like nothing to me. Uh, I just am not clear what's here. And, you know, you may or may not be in the same space. Um, Of course, each of us feels different things, but I'm just kind of sharing with you where I'm at. And I think just to share that I'm feeling my way through this time, and it's why I appreciate doing reflections like this. And it's why I'm going to introduce you to a structure that I'm using today for the inquiries I'm going to present, uh, which I'll say more about in just a little bit. But it's it's one of the things that inspired this, this sense that I'm feeling of kind of a little bit unmoored, but just unclear of how I'm really feeling about this time. So if you're in the same space or regardless, I think what I'm going to do is just provide some prompts to help us all get some insight as we're looking at the close of this year and then looking forward to next year. 
Now, one of the other reasons why I do this, it just happens to be that this is one of the, I do a blog post each year on this, and it tends to be one of my most popular blog posts. So again, like last year, I figured I would bring it forward into the podcast this year as well. The other thing, just before I finally get into this, just another plug perhaps for, for reflecting, it's just, I was really uh, aware of this over my long weekend last weekend because we went up to visit Northern California, whereas there is this Avenue of the Giants, they call it, which has these tremendous 2,000-year-old redwood trees. These are some of the tallest trees on the planet. And the space, it just wasn't too crowded because it wasn't summertime. It was beautiful. And then walking amongst these trees, these beautiful, majestic trees, it was quiet. It was cool. It was calm. It was just a reminder about getting quiet during this time and giving us some ourselves some time to reflect and pause and listen to ourselves, essentially. So let me finally introduce this structure that I've been talking about. So, and, and this kind of came up in one of my recent podcast episodes as well, but this came up for several reasons again at the end of this year. And I think it's partly because I am trying to find my way um, in terms of understanding how am I feeling about right now? And it also came up because um, a community I'm a part of, people kindly shared uh, some input to a prompt I had asked and they had shared insights on what would be inspirational for them at the close of the year and as they look to the start of the year. And what I was starting to see were these ideas around polarity. So I'm not going to go into it deep today, but I'll put a link in the show notes if you are curious and want to go deeper. But this, the reflections this year are really rooted in the idea of what's called polarity management, which suggests that answers that we're looking for are rarely either or and rather are more often an integrated mix of the good of opposite poles. And so what the idea of polarity management challenges us is to think that life is either this or that, and rather that life is perhaps often more about the and. What if the answer lies in this and that? Both are possible, so explore this and for you as you close 2022 and start 2023. And that's what I'm going to give you in the prompts. So my mentor also started to randomly start to bring this concept into our conversations this year as well. Like this idea of, well, why do we have to think it's one way? Why is it this or that? Why can't it be both? Why is it that life and work have to be one way? People, you know, often try to pigeonhole us, but why? Why can't it be this and that? Another take on this is from Susan David, who wrote the book Emotional Agility, and she just posted on this, and so it was timely. So I thought I'd brought it in, bring it into this conversation. She talks about it as being bothness, and she writes, bothness is the idea that you can do something even if you are scared to do it. She writes, it's the idea that you can feel angry with your partner, notice that anger with compassion, and still reach out and give them a hug because you recognize how much you value the relationship. She says, there is wisdom in bothness. We can be afraid and still engage with a challenge. We can grieve and still laugh at a joke. Bothness gives us access to the full spectrum of life. 
Too often, we think that the world is a series of either-or decisions. Be bold, choose both. I just love that. And it relates directly to what we're going to be talking about today. Now, as I get started with these, a programming note that for these reflections, you might want to listen while out on a walk and ponder these questions and take notes in your phone's app, you know, a notes app, or you might want to sit down with a beverage of your choice along with a journal, or I'm going to offer in the show notes a link to a Google Doc where you can also capture your notes if you'd like. Um, You can make a copy of that and save it for yourself. And if you want, I'll capture it there, but you can also go to, I'll articulate it here now, to bit.ly, so it's bit.ly slash reflect-2022-2023. So again, that's bit.ly slash reflect-2022-2023. Also, I'm going to write a blog post about this, as I mentioned, so I'll also capture that in the show notes in case you'd like to refer back to that in writing rather than having to listen to the podcast again. But uh, the Google Sheet will also give you what you need. So let's go ahead and dig into these 11 polarity questions to close out the year and welcome 2023. So the way that I'm going to be presenting these is in pairs, and there's 11 of them. So the first one is this idea of finishing power and starting power. So as you think about finishing power and as we close the year, what do you want to get done what you want to get done? So in your remaining year-end time, what do you have energy and desire to complete? You know, in some respects, you could say, wow, I only have three weeks left or three and a half weeks left. But yeah, you have three and a half weeks left. I'm not telling you to sprint or you may say, no, I only have actually two weeks because I'm taking the last two weeks off if you're able to do that. You know, whatever feels right for you. But if this, if this resonates with you, think about what, how, where do you want to bring some finishing power? Now, some of these prompts are going to go back and forth. Some of them are about right now. Some of them are going to be about like what you want to bring into the future, into 2023. You know, so starting power is about this. Where do you want to focus your energy as you think about the new year? Where do you want to put your, te- your attention at the start of the year, getting off the blocks, if you will? So that's the first pairing finishing power and starting power. So the second combination is slow down and speed up. So again, and for those of you who've been listening to the podcast, I really love this concept of pace and did a couple of podcast episodes with my friend Wade Brill on this. Those were episodes 68 and 69, if you want to go back and listen. And so let's start with slow down. So slow down your pace. As you think about this close of the year, when and where would you like to slow down time? When do you want to really be present? And then what would allow you to really slow down? So let's say you're looking at the end of the year and you're like, I really want to slow down at from this time to this time. What structures do you need to put in place to allow you to really slow down? And then as Wade and I explored in those episodes, I'd welcome you to think about, as you think to the next year, when does a slow pace work for you? So that's slow down. And again, with all of these and across all of them, take the ones that work for you. If this one doesn't resonate with you, 
move on. But if it does, go for it. Um, but use what works for you and what's going to be best for you to inspire you as you end the year and start the next year. All right, so we did slow down. Let's do speed up. So speeding up your pace. So it sounds counterintuitive, right? When would you want to actually speed up your pace? But maybe you do. So where do you want to get energized? Or where do you not want to not waste time? You want to do something quickly because you think you can do that really efficiently. It's not where you want to invest your time. So you want to do it quickly. And then again, reflecting in the new year, towards the new year. When does a fast pace work for you? So you're likely going to want to pause and you know, take some notes and that's fine. I'm going to keep on going, but you can pause as you're listening and jot down your notes and, you know, spend as much time or as little amount of time as you need for each of these. It doesn't have to take a ton of time. And sometimes our gut responses, our quick responses are often, you know, quite on on point. So um, consider that as well. All right. So let's do prompts number three. So this is comfort and laughter. So as I was getting insight from others, like, you know, for some at this time of year, it's a time when you need some comfort for yourself. So where and when might you desire a comforting experience as you think about the close of this year or next year? And then laughter is such a great, you know, natural thing available to us to really help build up our resilience to, um, reduce the feelings of overwhelm and stress. So think about making yourself laugh and think about where and when might you want to have some fun. So that's number three, comfort and laughter. Now the fourth pairing is grieve and celebrate. So, you know, grief can, this can be on, operate on a couple different levels. I'll let you take it where you want. Um, I'm just going to offer you this prompt, which is really about, is there something you want to honor or let go? You know, is there something you might need to grieve? And then on the flip side, you know, let's also really celebrate. What do you want to celebrate as you look at the end, the close of 2022, and you reflect on this year? All right. Prompt number five is grateful to others and grateful to self. So this is all about giving thanks. So for what do you want to acknowledge others? This is such a gift to acknowledge people. We don't do it enough. We learn this as coaches, the power of acknowledgement. We all need it and we don't get enough of it. So when you think about it, where do you want to give thanks? For what do you want to acknowledge others? And then just as important is to Give thanks to yourself for what do you want to acknowledge yourself when you think about this past year? All right. These next two kind of build on each other a little bit or they're a little bit similar, but um, this pair is get and give. So at this time of year, for many of us, we're gift giving. (laughs) That's what inspires this. So when you think about perhaps getting, where might you want to reward yourself? So what would you like to get as a personal reward? And what do you feel like you've earned? That's an interesting prompt. And then give, how do you want to contribute? So when you think about, so many of us want to have a purpose to our work. And I did an episode on that recently as well. That was episode 87. 
So how do you want to contribute? What are you being called to contribute next as you think about this next year? And what impact do you want to have? So these next ones get build on this idea of gifting and, <laughs> and giving. So this gift to yourself now or gift to your future self. You know, we sometimes get, there's behavioral science around this that I won't get into now around being able to make choices for your future self. So I'm going to, that's what kind of inspired this. So, but we need to also acknowledge and give to our current self and who we are today. So if you think about gifting to yourself now, what actions do you want to commit to for 2023 that would be a gift to yourself now? So this is future looking, but it's still like in standing in who you are now, what do you want to commit to that you would think would be a gift to yourself now? And then the opposite of that is what actions do you want to commit to for 2023 that would be a gift to your future self? This is an interesting question. (laughs) So think about that. What might your future self want for you now that perhaps your current self might not be thinking about? All right. Just a few more pairings here. So the next one is control and then enable. You know, many of us like control, including myself, but there's a a lot that we can't control. But in today's world too, with a lot of uncertainty, a lot of people are worried about the potential recession. There's a lot for other people in the rest of the world who might not be in the United States where there's a lot of turbulence. There's a lot of the world is off kilter. So where do you need and want certainty? Where for you in terms of control, where do you need and want that certainty? And what do you want to control? So I think that's an interesting thing to think about as you look to the year ahead. But we can't always control everything, especially in a complex world. Frankly, there's very little we control. (laughs) We think we can. We can try to control and we need, you know, for some of us, again, we want that control. We can control certainly ourselves. But then another reframe and it's something to think about is enabling. So where is it best to enable? And what are new possibilities for 2023 for which you want to plant seeds? What can you enable and start to plant those seeds such that it might lead to what you're wanting? So instead of controlling that outcome, how do you enable that outcome instead? And I think that's an interesting kind of polarity to kind of play with. And when is it helpful to control? When is it helpful to enable? So kind of play with that one a little bit. Okay, the next one is safe and risk. So for some people, and I was hearing this in some of the ideas that were shared with me, where they kind of feel like they need, again, because of the uncertainty of the world, they want some safety. So you might, for yourself too, think about where might you need to batten down the hatches? Where might you be seeking protection or safety given times ahead? Or where might you want to save for a rainy day? That's something I'm definitely thinking about. And yet I also appreciate and believe and have learned through all my conversations on this podcast and through other research that I think we should always be taking risk. I don't think risk-taking is just for the young, but I'm borrowing from my good friend, Mike Murgatroyd here, who is on episode 35. And he talked about the idea of good risk. And so in good risk is really, really rooted in, you know, what feels right for you. 
So I'd encourage you as you think about 2023 to really think about what might you want to lean into next year? Where can you take good risk in the year ahead? All right. So we're getting to our final two here. So the next one pairing is prune and momentum. So, you know, for many of us, our to-do list just grow. And we don't often think about this idea of we may need to simplify and focus. And so think about gardening and how a garden can get overrun, at least mine can. And then I remember, oh yes, I need to go out there and prune. So what is it time to prune in your work, in your life to create space in the year ahead? Now, the polarity of this is momentum and what you might want to continue forward. So sometimes people get a little frustrated with this idea of like New Year's resolutions or the start of something. And they think, you know, it's just a fictitious moment in time, this start of the year. And yet that fictitious start of the year can also be a great prompt for people to get motivated to start anew. But it's to say, you don't need to start everything anew. Where might there be something where you feel you have good momentum and you want to continue to lean in? So I like this combination of kind of thinking about like, what do I need to get rid of and where do I have momentum and where am I going to continue to lean in? This is definitely something I've been thinking about. Okay, this is the last one before I do an exercise or share an exercise that I shared last year. And because people seem to like it, I kept it in for this year. So this last question or pairing is closing versus calling. So as 2022 comes to an end, what do you want to honor as you close the year? And then think about what's calling to you as you start the year and create space to listen to yourself. What is calling you forward? What are you being asked to step into? So I love this idea of just closing and calling. And this idea of polarity management, it really can be powerful. And, you know, I hope that through these prompts, you'll just start to see that it doesn't always have to be either or, that you can live in this space of it can be this and that. And I'm, I might maybe stretching this construct in what I'm giving you here, but I, th- I do think it's really powerful. And... You know, it's another reason why one of my um, favorite strategy books is actually a book about integrated thinking. And it, it, it takes this approach as well. It really asks you to look at what is good about two different models and to think about how you might be able to come up with a new way of operating by considering the best of both. And they have different ways that they think about that or how you can bring that to life. And I won't go into that here, but it's just, I think it's a powerful way to, to not Think about uh, that we have to be in a box or that we only have to take one path or even two paths, that we can shape our own path. All right. So the fun part of closing um, is thinking about writing a closing note to 2022 and then welcome a welcome note to 2023. So the, the structure I provide, and you can kind of maybe come back to this when you're ready and maybe after you've done those initial reflections and, you know, write a closing note to 2022 and say, dear 2022, farewell, you know, (laughs) and consider these prompts. Like it was a great challenging year because I'm grateful and thankful for, I will celebrate, I acknowledge, 
I will let go of. And some of those things, I just had prompts above that can help you fill that out. But, you know, you can use your own freeform way of writing a closing note to 2022 as well. So I'm just giving you those prompts as kind of inspiration. And then think about writing a welcome note to 2023. And so here are some prompts to get you started, a few more here. But think about my hopes for the year are, in my end of year highlight reel, I hope to see, my ambitions for the year are, at the end of the year, I'll be ready to celebrate, I will care for myself and build my life plus work resilience by doing, And I want to learn or master what in the new year. Or I want to try something and I will practice something in the new year. So again, just some prompts, you know, or again, follow your own guidance in terms of how you might want to welcome 2023. So again, I just threw a lot at you. You don't have to do it all. Take what speaks to you. And even if you just take a little time, you know, to even just say, do the end of the year, like, Hey, what, how do you want to thank 2022? What do you want to acknowledge? And how do you want to welcome the new year? That alone, I think is helpful. And I think it can just be helpful in this idea of helping you sustain yourself, building your resilience, as well as starting to set your sights on your ambitions and the opportunities in the new year. The other thing, reason why I think this is important is really core to sustainable ambition is stepping into who you are and really rooting your ambitions in yourself. So I believe ambitions really need to be self-defined or it's optimal if they're self-defined, even if they're informed from outside of you. And I think in order to do that, you need to know yourself and I hope that these reflections give you a little bit more insight into knowing yourself. And my hope for everyone is that in 2023, that it will be full of new possibilities for you. And in terms of how you want to stretch yourself and what ambitions you want to step into, but also in how you'll sustain yourself in those endeavors. I want to thank you again for being with me for the second year of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I really am so appreciative for you listening and being part of my community. And, you know, it's a great time of year for me to hear from you. If you have any ideas or requests for the coming year, well, frankly, I'm always open to these, but I'm definitely going to be thinking about the coming year. Um, I'm in thinking about it already and kind of doing a little bit of planning. I may be taking a little bit of break to revamp the show just a little bit, or we'll see what's what's to come. Um, but I would love to know what you would appreciate wanting to learn about on your own sustainable ambition journey. So if you're open to it, shoot me an email at podcast.sustainableambition.com. I would love to hear from you. And you can also send me a voice note, and you can do that at bit.ly slash sapodcast-ask. That's bit.ly slash sapodcast-ask ask. And you can um, leave me any ideas, or even if there's a question you might want want me to answer here on the podcast, you can leave it for me there, or even any feedback um, would be great. I always love to hear from you. So with that, I wish you much joy this holiday season. 
and a 2023 filled with hope, opportunity, and of course, sustainable ambition. Be well, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.